We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's, yet as mortal as his own. Hello, everyone out there. My name is C. Ronald Garner. I'm a 30-year researcher in UFOs. I have been a lifetime studying the subject. I think I have more knowledge of it than most of the sophisticated researchers out there. In 1983, I was working for a mortgage company in Beverly Hills, and the woman manager and I went to lunch one day, and she said that her brother worked at Area 51. I said, oh, really? I'd sure like to talk to him. Turned out that he was a low-level person, just a welder or a carpenter or something, and he, he told her that he would walk by this one office there at Area 51 S4. So she said that her brother told her that he saw this being in this room who had one brown shoe and one black shoe on and things were all messed up. So he said he went in there one day and he said to this being, he said, why don't you straighten up this place? It's a mess. And the being said to him, quote, hey, look, fellow, I just put on this body every day like you put on your coveralls. So get out of here and don't bother me. Axel quote. But that, but what I just said was direct from his sister. Well, she had no reason to lie to me or to play games anyway. It was just a casual lunch conversation. What? <laughs> yeah. this, I mean, the first thing that popped in my head was Men in Black. Right. Remember the cockroach guy who yeah. put on that bodysuit? Hmm. I felt like event. Like if you're. If it's not on your, like I put this body on, like is he sloppy because his face is sliding halfway <laughs> off his head? What are you doing? Know? What's going on? I don't know. That is kind of weird, man. That is, uh, that's a, that's a deathbed. Where'd you get that? Confessional. It's actually on our page. If you go to the Aliens with Gas page on Facebook, there's one of the stories down low that actually has um, a, the the video of of him talking. That's crazy, man. Yeah, you know, it's pretty interesting stuff. You guys should check it out. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna. Is there more on there? Like, oh yeah. The I got. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna play a couple more of those uh, of confessions of from that video. A little more excerpts. You can call them throughout the hour. Nice. But we got Jeff Willis with us right here. Yes, awesome. we do. We're gonna hear yeah. your story today. I'm super excited about this. You have UFOs over Phoenix. Dot com is your website, right. which is the same name as your video, The UFOs Over Phoenix, Volume 1, A UFO Odyssey. Right. So exactly. is this, was this the beginning for you and your venture into the, the, the phenomenon of the unknown? Uh, yeah, it kind of was, but uh, it all started when I was probably about 10 years old. I saw a UFO, and I just became fascinated with the entire subject. Uh, you know, I, I asked my parents, What's a, what is a UFO? And they didn't have any answers for me. So... Of course, I went straight for that. I want to, you know, figure this out. So my entire mission was to get it on videotape to prove to, you know, to prove it to myself and prove it to other people that they're there and they're real. And I can, if I can videotape it, then anybody can videotape it, right? Right. Right. So, so you spent a lot of time looking in the sky. Right. With your videotape on? Uh, or did you like keep recording over the same tape until you found something? No, I have a little technique I do. What I do is, is <laughs> I, I got know. binoculars. Right. And you use your binoculars to locate what, you know, is in the sky first. And okay. then you turn on the camera. That way you're not draining your battery or right. just videotaping exactly. nothing, thin air, you know? Right. <laughs> and so <laughs> Until you see something and they let me get my camera and then it's gone. Right. So the, the <laughs> trick is to buy really good binoculars, like really good. You know, binoculars are, that are as good as your video camera or better, you know? So that way... That's an investment. Yeah, that's it's an investment. Some, well, that's, that's a real... That's a commitment. 
I mean, when you get something like that, I mean, how much are those things? Like 500, 600 bucks, I can imagine. No, you, I mean, you can buy a cheap, you know, cheap ones for like 100 bucks. Or okay. You know, some pretty good but ones. But a good one is maybe three, yeah, 400 Yeah, three or maybe? four, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty in, big investment yeah. for, for binoculars. I mean, you can go crazy. I've seen some with like tripods with like some major high power and the lenses are like huge, you know. Right. Yeah. So you just want to go, if you're going to spend that much, you're going to want to go for your video camera you know to get a video right. you know, video footage and so that's where it started with me i saw the phoenix lights and uh i just wanted to videotape ufos before you know before that happened so i was already on my mission and right. i had already documented like five years worth of stuff at, you know by the time the phoenix lights happened and then the following like two years i was able to put together that dvd wow that's awesome. and, and, and so you know and just, you caught the phoenix lights yeah i got the daytime sightings at like 7 30 there it's talked about on the dvd it was on the news See, my footage is all documented on the news. So, right. So, fantastic. I mean, no one can debate it. Right. <laughs> That's very true. We have Jeff Willis with us, a special guest. Yes. We're talking UFOs, sightings, and following UFOs uh, through video camera, more or less. You were kind of, uh, I mean, this, uh, people have been watching UFOs in the sky for a long, long time, you know, from when they could paint it down on a, uh, on a cave, <laughs> you know, right. to a, a Renaissance painting to now we got videos right you know cell phones whatever we can grab to catch catch any kind of motion in the sky that's unusual right and, and you know and, and you you were doing it back then i mean the, the what were the limitations for you as far as the videos have you seen any kind of increase from from that because you know sometimes when you watch videos today they zoom in all the way and it's still not good enough oh yeah yeah i mean i started this way back in 1995 so you know video <laughs> you cameras were a little camera. bit uh, right exactly <laughs> but, you have the big kind of hunky ones right right <laughs> and, and so by the time i was able to put out a dvd you know the web's you know internet was just barely getting started you know 1998 97 you know it was out before that but websites and stuff you know you didn't you know there was a lot of them but you know for the ufo field there wasn't much stuff out there other right. than like key sites so uh, i put together that site ufosurfingers.com you know about like 2003 or something like that like a, you know a while ago awesome i wanted to ask you about the phoenix light sighting we had a guy on one of our first shows that was saying um it was a hologram like mm. and he had so when you saw it like do you think it could have been a hologram well i have a i have a video where it shows all the reports that came in on march 13th and that was one of the reports is someone did see a triangular shaped object over on Hot happy valley road and she saw like beans in the window and uh she said it disappeared like a hologram Whoa. And so, so maybe so it this, was just them. So this thing kind of floated in from the north a little bit. Is that what I understand, right? Because uh, well, people I remember seeing or hearing from the north a little bit or seeing this thing flying over their head. I think it was right. over state, a couple of states even. Yeah. Was it? And that's, yeah. that's the thing. The report, it said they had over they had over 100 sightings the whole over the night, you know, from ranging from Paulden, California, all the way to Tucson. That same night? The same night. Wow. Yeah. So was this thing, in your opinion, was it a one piece? Well, there was so many different sightings of so many different things that night. It, there was like a triangular-shaped object sighted. There was like a, a a line of like seven lights over South Mountain, which they claimed were military flares at the time. So other people, you know, they saw it over in Tucson the same night. Right. And, hmm. and they're telling you, nah, and something else. This is back then where everything they try to shun 
and disprove immediately, right? Right, right. This is their, I well, mean, back then it's like that, right? I mean, well, well, first they said, we don't know what it was, and then later they admitted at 10 o'clock we dropped flares, and then they said, well, the, what was the triangular object that everybody saw at 8 o'clock? Because the object traveled from 8 o'clock all the way through Phoenix to Tucson within a, about an hour, and you can check these reports if you go to the UFO Reporting Center. Just type in Google, just go to Peter Davenport UFO Reporting Center, and it'll show you a menu where you can go all the way back to 1997 and check March 13th and see all these sightings that came in, report after report after report, the same night. So, well, you know, all over different locations, different cities. The know. It's nufork.org, right? Yeah. Wow, National UFO Reporting Center. Right. Hmm. So lots you, of info on there. Yeah, it gets a state by state index, so you can check your own hometown. You know, it's kind of like that other website I like called UFO Stalker. Where you put in your zip code. How much <laughs> you when, see the red dots? When you were, <laughs> I think they have a UFO app now where you can actually report a sighting on on an app. Yeah, I you know? saw something like that. That's crazy. How, how much it's when you good. were when you were videotaping this for the first time? How much were you looking at? And uh, through the video camera itself, or did you put the video camera off to the side, kind of just kind of, you know, well, eyeball videoed it while you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> well, the first time it was like two or three orbs that appeared. And the second time, see, I have so much video. People always say the Phoenix lights, you know. I like kind of laugh at that sometimes because I've videotaped the Phoenix lights so many different times. <laughs> they always refer to it as that one time that everybody saw it, that it was broadcast a million times on television. You know, they don't pay attention that it can happen any night, you know. Or where I started right. with UFOs, I started to try to videotape stuff during the daytime. So, like, over 50% of my footage is daylight footage of, like, strange orbs or, like, black objects way up there. Right. You know, defying, like, How do you know, light paths. I mean, where to look? Is it just guessing? Are you just kind of... Oh, because you must be, like... I don't know. I mean, you must have, like, a reverse head bang in neck or something like that you right. know i mean like you're always like the you're yeah. well, looking in the sky the you know your head banging <laughs> the wrong way man you gotta have a la- <laughs> you gotta have like a lounge chair to do this <laughs> right serious. that's what i'm saying right you have to right you had a good you tripod a, why don't you make a little like a line of lounge chairs ufo lounge chairs <laughs> right for stargazing <laughs> or something perfect <laughs> exactly. i love it man that's great yeah and so you know you need a good tripod a good camera it's right. like 70 power or more um, you know, then you're pretty much set, you know? There's a t- mm. there's just tons of stuff out there that, you know, gets posted. And, you know, we have an amazing video from Chile that we posted up on the Aliens with Gas page. Have you uh, seen the vid- video over there? It's uh, just a bunch of lights moving around and dancing around a little bit. But it kind of looks like helicopters, too. So um, I can post that. Or you guys can look that out at the post. Also, there's another one that's pretty interesting. It's with um, this meteor flying across the sky and uh, just something flies out of it something comes out of the like the tail of the the of the, the streak and it flies out or the backwards it is really like bizarre and it's like what the hell just oh, happened whoa. Whoa. i didn't see this one yeah you haven't seen that one no. yet yeah you got to check that out it's on the aliens with Holy gas page cow. on facebook all right that does not make any sense guys. right it doesn't it doesn't look right <laughs> and then it takes off like that so what the hell was whoa. that 
Wow. Wow. I know, right? There's things out there. Pretty amazing stuff. I uh, think so. Well, I, I want to talk about your TV ventures next sure. when we come back. All right. And we'll discuss yeah. a lot of the uh, shows you've been on. And Ancient Aliens is one of them. We'll discuss that as well. And uh, and just Absolutely. all because you and and not only that you're you know videotaping UFOs becoming a business for you <laughs> right I mean for the chances of you always seeing something in the sky it, in just, a way yeah, I mean I look at it like it's a, meant to be man I I look at them as like little star files you know of paranormal files <laughs> you know? how many of these can we put together right ex- right exactly I was attending International UFO Congress in Las Vegas. And the speaker there that I was entranced with was Bill Uhouse. Now, Bill Uhouse was an engineer. He was tasked by the Air Force after he got out of the Marines. He was pilot for the Marines of World War II to go to work at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Then they transferred him to Los Alamos, and they transferred him also to Area 51 S-4. And he said on camera that at Los Alamos, Edward Teller was there with two beings from a different star system, the blonde blue-eyed variety, what we call the Nordics in ufology. And they were teaching Edward Teller about this uh, science of uh, whatever from their star system. That, that's profound. And I have it in some of my videos of uh, Bill Uhouse stating that. Well. <laughs> wow. First thing that came to my mind was uh, Independence Day and yeah. the Andy Warhol scene where all the well, aliens the were like super hot because they're blonde and blue eyes. <laughs> 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 the, the beautiful the aliens. War- <laughs> I'm sorry. This is for, just the first thing that came to my mind. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, something to think about, I guess, with these guys. I mean, with these aliens that come out. I mean, they, right. you know, they say we they, they live amongst us and, you know, well, and... You've been hearing these stories for years before we were around, you know, in the 40s, 50s, and, you know, uh, they, they had these contactee cases with these people that claimed that they were in contact from beings from different planets, you know, like right. George Adamski and, like, you know, these people way back, you know. Right. So That's Jeff Willis from uh, UFOsOverPhoenix.com, his volume one DVD I hold in my hand. A UFO Odyssey, the first one. And, you know, obviously you put Volume 1 to start this off, right? So you right. knew Volume 2 was it was on its way. Right. That's cool, man. Um, let's talk about some more of your TV appearances. Yeah. Um, Ancient Aliens. Yeah, Ancient Aliens used some of the video of a UFO I shot in 2005, which is referred to the Phoenix Lights of 2005, because when I shot this piece of footage, this piece of footage went famous all in itself. This piece of footage is used on, I believe, five different network television shows. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Thanks. And a couple private documentaries as well. Um, How that really started off is with the first DVD was like five years of footage I shot. And then on, uh, in 2005, um, I shot this amazing footage. Um, It um, was uh, like 12... Um, in, in the month of December, of course, 2005, and it's the famous lights on there um, that's on all these shows. And they started out as ancient aliens. Um, they used it in around the middle, you know, part of the show, along with the side sauce with this daylight video of this like bizarre, like it looks exactly like a flying saucer flipped on its side. You know, mm-hmm. it's really weird, and that's on my website. And how it really, really started out with all the television shows is um, a guy named David Sarita called me and he said, hey, do you want your um, video 
that you just shot appear on a DVD I'm working on with Dan Aykroyd. Oh, and I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, right. you bet I do. Exactly. <laughs> you know? awesome. He just needs that permission, and, obviously. Yeah, he knows and, you do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so how that happened was really is when I shot that piece of footage, I was really excited about it. And we were doing this um, this YouTube thing that me and Pat Usker were working on called UFO Road Trip that eventually became the UFO Hunters TV show. And that's a different story altogether. But when I shot the <laughs> when I shot the piece of footage, I was like, I just got to get this on Art Bell. That's all. That's mm. the only one who needs this footage right now is Art Bell. So I sent it to Art Bell. He put it on his show and had me on there for like 15 minutes. And then the sh- the, the piece of footage went viral. And then then Sarita called me and wanted it for the Dan Aykroyd thing. They put it on the Dan Aykroyd thing, and then all the television shows are calling me, like Sci-Fi Channel. They're they're like, we want to see that footage, and we're going to put you on this show called Fact or Faked, Paranormal <laughs> Files. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, you know, just bring it on. Right. <laughs> and so, it just lines up as, yeah. as a, every every time it gets played somewhere else. Right. <laughs> That's right on, man. Well, yeah, good for you on that. Yeah, and so I was also on the show called X-Testers with that same piece of footage from Discovery Channel, and one of the hosts of that show was actually the son of Gilligan, from Gilligan's Island. Oh, really? Yeah, his name's Patrick Denver, oh, and he yeah. does special effects, and okay. he did this show called Exchesters on Discovery Channel. Nice. And they took, they wanted to analyze my footage, too. And then they did the same thing that Factor Fake did, and they came to the same conclusion that Factor Fake faked uh came to is that they couldn't duplicate my footage so it obviously wasn't hmm. faked they, that came to that conclusion and on the so fact the proof you got yeah. the proof. Nice. stamp of you approval yeah and even funnier is they decided to do an overnight investigation the factor fake crew and they saw their own and videotaped their own ufos that in the same night are you <laughs> serious yeah. are there hot spots around around here in phoenix yeah. Uh, there are hot spots. Oh yeah, yeah. Really, all over the valley. What would be a few? Can you give? Can you throw some out, or is this like you don't want to mm. ruin the hot spots? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I go to like, um, like around, uh, you know, the Thunderbird Park over on the west side of you know Glendale down there. You know, yeah, that place is weird, man. Yeah, that place <laughs> is trippy. And then uh, superstitions <laughs> is always one of my favorite superstition mountains around there you know where the camping is and the hiking trails there's okay. always a weird vibe over there i lived out there in that area and i shot that video of the side saucer the daylight side saucer uh way back in 2003 up and there the he, superstition yeah yeah and that's some crazy wow. daylight video it's one of the best yeah yeah, I'm popping awesome. that DVD in, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I want to see this. That footage is on volume two. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, a fail right there, Jeff. But you can download it. And <laughs> the great thing about the internet is you can see all most of my videos. If you go to my site, there's a YouTube button to click on, and you can go to my channel and just watch a bunch of videos uh, that I uploaded right you know, on. on YouTube. Most of all of them. You know, but see these DVDs, you get stuff that's not on the YouTube channel. You know, so <laughs> you got to buy it to get it. <laughs> right, I totally get that. It's all good. I mean, those are just little clips. You know, we're on regular, everyday uh, conversations with these beings from other star systems at the at at the Los Alamos for sure, and Area Fifty One S Four, and probably Dugway uh, grounds and and Brookhaven and. And wherever they're they're coming and going, either they can manifest uh, and disappear, uh, or they uh, come physically. You know, Richard Dolan calls it the breakaway civilization. I call it an ET fifth column. Now, if you just get that concept in your mind, 
that we are being influenced in our finances, in our wars, in all of these various things by people not from this star system. Whoa. Wow. That's C. Ronald Gardner. He yeah. is on a deathbed disclosure of what he knows. And, Jeff, you're shaking your head yes to a lot yeah. of this. So yeah, because... Of these names he's dropping, you know these names? Yeah, and, I mean, I post stuff about this all the time on Facebook, and, you, you know, the debunkers come out of the woodwork. People, like this one post I had, this guy says, if there's a UFO or an alien in the video, it's fake. Like, how close-minded is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just fake. End yeah. of story. Yeah. I mean, we'll on. make America great again. Well, and they're talking about how they're <laughs> financing these things. Um... He's talking about financing right. wars and well, pushing well, an agenda, yeah. pushing well, what, what they want, which is what the the extinction of us. Well, is, you, you see it all the time. I mean, on you know, you see that where they paid for like five thousand dollars for like a little like a little tiny hammer or a screwdriver or something. Right. You know, the government. Right. They'll buy it from like McDonnell Douglas or something like that, and they pay like twenty thousand. <laughs> right. And so it's fake. It, what it is 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 they're only paying a little. I mean, they're. They're saying they're paying for it, but they're really taking the rest of that money and putting it in like the black projects or right. something like. There's there's some sort of catch to it. Yeah. You know? Well, I you know those uh, underground bases, right? I mean, there's right. a lot of that going on. They say there's an alien race underground. You yeah. know, I've right. seen that ancient alien. I've seen a lot of yeah. those you know, stories that uh, continue to you know make you wonder. Right. You know, kind of what this uh, show is all about is to kind of. You well, know, open up the conversation a little more. Well, it kind of blew up in the 80s and 90s where you had, uh, like, authors like Bud Hopkins. They put out books called Intruders and Missing Time where people claimed to be abducted by aliens. And during that same time frame, you had people like Bob Lazar come out of Area 51 saying that he worked on an alien craft from Zeta Reticuli star system. And all these stories coming out of Area 51, you know, pointing at this gray alien. You had stories like Travis Walton, you know, being right. abducted by the same type of guys. So you had this kind of thing building over a 20-year period and, you know, massive sightings. And, you know, people kind of forget of the, about the past of where this has gone, you know. It's, yeah, I mean, mm. well, the thing is, is with the internet and the videos and everything so instant, you see some more of these, the, the, you know, the, you've got to wonder, are they, are they happening more or is just because maybe the, the speed of social media right. is, is catching and plus the, you know, a lot of news stories weren't able to make it back in the day. Right. You know, the ones that did get through if they did. And then nowadays everyone has a news outlet to tell their story. So right. more of these stories pop up as back in the day they weren't able to. Right. Because the news outlets were few and far between. Right. There's you know? so People many more. Three TV stations, a couple radio stations, and, and one or two newspapers. That was it. Right. Whoever yeah. controlled them decided what was going to go out on, on the airwaves and in and, and, and print. Yeah. Just got to watch out for the actual fake ones, though, because right. they are out there, unfortunately. Well, of course. I mean, but, you know, they think that's the push of the, the anti-conspirator, you know, to yeah. put out there just to make the conspirators crazy. Exactly. <laughs> you know? They're like faking it. Right, they're faking it on a purpose. And well, then we'll get people riled up. Because, you know, you post something and people will be like, that's that, that, that's this. And then yeah. always I'm going to debunk it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're notorious on YouTube where these, you know, these little news organizations are, you know, debunked by everybody saying, oh, you guys put CG UFOs on your thing and claim them as news stories and all this stuff like that, you know. Right. There are a dime a dozen on YouTube. 
But what we do is a totally different thing. What we do is we go and go out and investigate a paranormal event or a sky watching event, and just try to get it on video. And then we put together, you know, a series of DVDs of the you know investigation, like a paranormal file or something like that. Yeah, well, it's fascinating stuff, Jeff. I'm glad you joined us today, and I know we'll have you back on, if not mostly over at the UFO Congress. Yeah. UFOs. In February sometime. Yeah, UFOs over Phoenix, Volume 1, a UF Odyssey at ufosoverphoenix.com is your website. There's a special for the two volumes. Uh, if you go uh, on that website and check out what he's talking about, it's a really cool website, too. Lots of uh, your your TV appearances. You were on VH1. Yeah. Yeah, I was on VH1. That was the last national show I did, and I was on the show called The Weave Trip with Tiny and Tina. And it <laughs> the was Weave Trip. Yeah, you can probably see. How are you on that? Why were you on that? Well, the whole story behind that was is they're going to city to city to experience different things because they're traveling, trying to get this bus from the east coast of the LA to the west coast, and so they're stopping along all these towns. So they decided to go to Roswell. And so when they're in Roswell, New Mexico, they want someone to give them a skywatch. And it that just happens to be me. That's funny. And so we do a skywatch, and they go crazy because that's their whole thing is they go nuts and right. go crazy. You know? That's hilarious. Dramatic. Right on, man. Yeah. Good evening. Reports of flying saucers are nothing new. From the beginning of recorded time, men have been seeing unexplainable things in the sky. And we're going to talk about some of those today. We like to talk about the phenomenons of of extraterrestrial, above maybe just anything else that's not normal. Different, uh, it's, man. Right. It's different. So today we're going to get real different. We have Marilyn Posick with us. She is... Um, what, what, what would you call yourself as far as... I call myself an intuitive angel messenger as well as a medium. All right. And when she's written a few books, Last Soul Standing, Surviving My Last Surviving Relative, Angels Simplified, and Angels, Angels Everywhere, which I'm, I'm looking for. I'd love, love to read these things. Uh, mm-hmm. Angels. How did you even find out you can talk to angels? Where did this ever come from? Is this something you're born with or you learn down the road? I feel unless you grow up in a metaphysical, holistic family, that it takes a tragedy in your life before this world really opens up to you. I've always believed in angels as a child growing up in a small town in Ohio, Canton, Ohio, home of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Go Cardinals. (laughs) Oh, yeah? And Browns. Okay. Wait, wait. Arizona Cardinals, right? Absolutely. Um, We went to church every Sunday because back in the 50s, that's what you had to do you know, to save face. I never gave it much thought. And then my brother in the early 90s, who was about eight years younger than me, was diagnosed with AIDS. And that's even before AIDS was like really well known or anything. And he wasn't gay, didn't do drugs. It didn't matter if he did. Um, And then he passed away in 95, 1995. And I kept saying, is that it? This brother that I've been so close to for 34 years, is that it? I never get to see him anymore when we die. Do we just die? It's over. It's done. And I couldn't believe that's what would happen. And shortly after that, a friend of mine gave me a book for all of you that have lost somebody that needs a good book to read to begin with. I would highly recommend Embraced by the Light by Betty Eady, E-A-D-I-E. I've read that book, it's pretty fantastic. Isn't it? Yeah. It really answered a lot of questions for me, but it opened up a whole lot more. Not knowing, I didn't even know that mediums existed. I knew I'm medium weight, medium height, medium, you know? (laughs) Right. But I didn't know anything that people actually talked to dead people. 
And another, the next year, I went and saw Doreen Virtue, who's a world-renowned angel messenger. I didn't even know what an angel messenger was. I was familiar with psychics, but not angel messengers, not mediums. And I just saw when I went to that broadcast or when I went to that show, all I could see was dollar signs because I used to do a lot of presentations. And she was asking a lot of money, kept asking for to buy her books or CDs or tapes, everything. And I'm like, if somebody's got that gift, why are they keep asking for more money, more money, more right. money? And I didn't realize that I walked away with knowledge. The next year I was back in Boston opening up a bunch of kiosks and malls. And I took a manager with me who was very intuitive, but very scared of it, as most people are. If mm -hmm. you haven't grown up in that family or know much about it. Right. And she said to me one night, I see a big white light around you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting here watching TV, <laughs> drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I said, reflection off the TV. And she goes, no, I see a big white light around you. Like that show Touched by an Angel at the end when the big white light came. And it scared me. It freaked me out. So I called upon Archangel Michael to surround and protect me. And she goes, you just called upon Angel Michael, didn't you? I'm like, really? Whoa. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> I like the hair on my back just stood yeah. up. <laughs> That's awesome. So that was the beginning wow. of it. We started um, playing with it. We saw each other's angels delivered message. And then one night I was able to see, describe, and deliver a message from her son who had passed two years before my brother. And she was able to see, describe, and deliver a message to me from my brother. That's amazing. Are these angels, in a sense, relatives of, they are, are they kind of random angels? Or are they relatives of people who have passed away? Or it's, does that mean what I'm saying here? Or There's different categories. As I explain in my one book, Angels Simplify, I made a chapter, The Hierarchy of the Spiritual Realm. I personally believe in God. You can call it spirit, universe, source, whatever, but I believe in a higher power that I call God. Right under that is Ascendant Masters, and you have the Archangels, like Michael I just described. Uh, Raphael, you need some healing, dear. You've got <laughs> Raphael for the healing angels. Right under there is angels, and you have spirit guides. Then you have your deceased loved ones. I believe that we don't die. It's our human body that dies. We right. are just here in physical form. Yeah. Our human body dies, but our soul and our spirit lives on. So that's why mediums such as myself is able to connect with loved ones that have crossed over. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too, as far as like, I just feel like this is just a temporary moment here on, right. on, in, in time for, for being human on this planet. How, um, how does this turn into religion? Is a religion involved in this or is this completely obsolete? I call this spiritual instead of religious. Me personally, and I don't interfere in anybody's free choice. If you go to church every day, every Sunday, once a year, once a month, whatever your religion is, that's your choice. I personally don't believe in organized religion. I feel that they try to control us just like governments try to control us, yeah. and they don't give us free will. Right on. You're speaking to the choir here. Too many rules, man. <laughs> yeah, too many rules, man. Exactly. I don't do rules. Do you guys? No, no. I do not. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm, no. We do, we do a show about aliens every week. Right. <laughs> it kind of it goes against the grain of, of everything. Uh, Marilyn Posick, uh, Angels, Angels Everywhere is one of your books. You have your another book is called Angels Simplified. Was that the first one, Angels Simplified? Actually, Last Soul Standing was my first one. 
I wrote that my mother suffered a stroke and lived for five months. Mm. I was an x-ray tech back in my past life, but <laughs> in this life. <laughs> and so I have professional knowledge for over 20 years. As I mentioned before, my brother died of AIDS. My father developed Alzheimer's and was put in a nursing home and mm. lived for about a year. Mm. So I had personal and professional knowledge. And when my mom suffered her stroke, every single day literally was a living hell for me. Yeah. And if you don't think it can't happen to you, think again. Yeah. It doesn't take an older person to have a stroke. If you get out in the car, you, motorcycle, right. you don't know what's gonna happen heart attacks, there's um, cancer popping up with people everywhere. Aneurysms. Yes. There's a lot of go, challenges out there. Right. Absolutely. And if you think you dictate what the doctors are going to say or what prescriptions they give to you, you're wrong. The whole medical system is dictated by the insurance companies, who is dictated by the government. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk more. Uh, Aliens with gas here. We'll continue on. Marilyn Posick's with us. She is an intuitive angel messenger and medium, which means she talks to angels and dead people. Correct. So, when was the last time you had? I mean, does, are dead people for you? It's not like the movie, obviously, or is it? Which or the six up to six cents? I should be a <laughs> I more specific. See dead people. Right. Right. How many dead people <laughs> right. movies are out there? I mean, how often does it come to you to see an angel or a, or a dead person? Do you have to really get involved with someone for that to come out. I do personal readings one-on-one. I do them via phone. I do them in person. I do group readings. I do classes, presentations. And I call, I get into my angel brain. So when before I go to work, so to speak, even though I don't consider this a job, it's I meditate ahead of time to get out of my human brain to get into my angel brain. Um, Angels will not interfere in your life unless you give them permission. I know there's shows out there that, you know, says, you know, there's mediums out there and they just go up to random people on the street and go, right. oh, your mom's right. passed, your dad's passed, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And I'm not denying that that can happen to some people. I've just learned to control it unless there's a message that they really want me to share with somebody. And 99.9% of the time, I'm and I'm not wrong, but that person needed to hear it at the time. Okay. But as far as them babbling to me all the time, I right. can shut it off. But I live by myself, and you can take <laughs> as many angels as you want. And so I just travel with a hundred thousand guys all the time. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And I, mean... I call the angels the guys. And when I do my classes, I I tell them these are guys, angels. They're not all my boyfriends because they right. don't have a hundred thousand <laughs> angels or a hundred thousand guys. Other well, female, other female angels, right? I mean, angels really have no gender. Okay. Um, sometimes when I see somebody and I'm doing a reading for them, I will see an angel and sometimes it will have a male energy or sometimes it will have a female energy. Interesting. But as far as them having like, you know, our human, female, male parts, they right. don't do that. It's more, an- angels are energy. Right. You said you also do uh, numerology. I do a little bit of numerology. I've taken many classes and I am not an expert because it can get very, very involved. But before I do a reading on somebody, I do your personal year. For example, the way you do numerology is add up all the numbers until they equal one number. So the year 2016, if you add two and zero and one and six, that equals a nine, right? Right. And nine is all about completion. So 
this is a very, very good year for people, for all people, no matter what your birth date is, for all people to cleanse and clear that n everything that no longer serves your purpose, including people. And I have been so busy with readings lately that people coming up to me, I no longer can stand my mother, or my father, or my brother, or my husband, my spouse, you know, a significant other. And it's going to be hard. It's hard to get rid of people that you're close right. to. But if it's no longer serving your purpose, even though it is somebody blood related or a friend that you've known for 20, 30 years, a breakup is a breakup and it's not easy. Right. But you need to do it. As I explained to women, Heidi, you like to shop, right? <laughs> Uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, most women like to shop. I'm kind of like I'm you. I'm a little more I, in control. <laughs> <laughs> I am too, you know. But if you go shopping, even if you go grocery shopping, we all go grocery shopping, right? If you would keep all that old food in your fridge, right. it becomes moldy. Right. right. It becomes stale. It becomes yucky. And then you go out and buy new, buy new, buy new. What's going to happen in that refrigerator? What's going to happen to those clothes in your closet if you don't get rid of the old? No, no, I I agree, and I uh, even Saturday I read a little thing about the new moon and the whole you know shifting and changes, and says you know this is a good time to ask for clarity yep. to get rid of your the things that are holding you back or consuming your thoughts and what have you. Um, so yeah, that's that's well, you said Mercury retrograde. I think it's what we're in right now, right? Is that true? Something like <laughs> well, that. It was, we're not getting into it, but uh, it was supposed to have gone straight, I believe, Monday or Tuesday. Okay. And I really sailed through Mercury and retrograde this time, but I think I'm paying for it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm paying for it. Um, okay, so uh, numerology, real quick. Uh, our birthdays. Mine's uh, March seventeenth, three seventeen. Okay. So seventeen, one and sevens, and eight. Plus the three is 11, right? Right. So then you add, so that uh, one, one is two, right? Oh, I got you. Okay. You go until there's only one number left, is what Correct. you're saying. Ah. So then you take your birthday to find your own personal year for your birthday, your birth month, and the current year. You add it all together to it equals one number. So we're down to two between your birthday and your birth month, correct? Right. And then we add it on to the year 2016, which is a nine. Right. But... There are master numbers, and you're an 11. Woo! Score, right. dude. <laughs> it's very, very good, but it nice. can also be very confusing for you. I think it's confusing for me. Yeah. <laughs> and what I see with you, if I may for just a minute, sure. Kevin, um, a master number of an 11 is all about trusting your intuition. The best colors for you to implement this year is black and whites. But it's a year for you to figure out what it is that you want and reach to the sky, reach to the stars, and go for it. And I'm picking up your energy right now, and I see bigger things coming for you, but you don't give yourself enough permission, enough credit to go after it. And you have to start learning to value your stuff. You got stuff in here. Do you have problems with your stomach or your gut from time to time? Yeah. Okay. That's all that baggage. That's part of that cleansing and clearing that many people are having. A lot of people lately I've been seeing has it in their chest. And some's got it in their intestines. You, I see, falls right here, like in your gut, right, like right below your uh, chest line. Uh -huh. And to me, they're telling me that there's a lot of stuff that you need to clear out of there as far as emotions. I, I feel like there's been some people that's really been stabbing you lately yeah. or coming after you, and you're really picking it up because I feel like you're getting stronger and stronger with your own intuition or your own gut feelings, right. and you're not trusting them enough because the human people in your life keep batting you down. Right. And you need to put a stop to that. Right. 
Does that make sense yeah, to you? Yeah, 100%. And to your right side here, I see, like, as soon as I sat down with you a little bit ago, I see a bright, shiny star with you. And there's something new on the horizon coming for you, but you have to learn to start trusting and believing in yourself and start reaching for the stars and know that you deserve it. Many people tell you you don't deserve it. Maybe as a small child, your parents told you you didn't deserve it as a small child or something, or people in your life hasn't elevated you. I never had a lot of support growing okay. up. That yeah. makes then that makes sense yeah. too. Okay, so you need to like let that go, and it's like basically excuse my language to hell with it. This is my life, right. and I'm gonna rock and I'm gonna roar, and you can't hold me down. I'm not gonna be suppressed. Like I feel like you got money issues. I feel like you got a lot of things coming at you, yeah. a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, and you allow the human stuff to get in the way instead of stepping out of it, parting it like curtains, and walking through it and say, you know what, this is who I am. I'm a good person. You have a great, great heart, and you would do anything for anybody. You would give the shirt off your back to somebody if you found that they really needed it. Yeah, Am I right? Absolutely. So you need to take that. This is also a year, I believe, in a year of loving yourself and trusting yourself. Who's going to do it if you don't? Right. So go within your heart space and find that heart. Find whatever you need to clear out of there. It's just like if you could see inside your heart and if you see a bunch of dust or clutter or dirt, would you allow that to stay? Of course not. Exactly. So you need to learn to clear that out. Part the curtains and say, here's Kevin Gassman. I'm going to rock. I'm going to take this world by storm. And then just start doing things, you know. And, and you've had this for years and years and years, so it's not going to go away overnight. You know, it's like, I don't know whether you saw my Facebook post the other day, but these little kittens, these little puppies trying to climb steps, you right, know. Right. And they fall that, down. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. you have to, like, learn those. to take it just one little step at a time. But the more you keep doing for yourself, the more the universe will embrace you nice yeah that's um yeah i can't a little speechless right there but <laughs> wow um yeah that's that really hits home uh, that really makes a lot of sense i just met awesome. her i just met her the first time today it's, yeah. yeah this is uh, a real deal marilyn awesome. posick is with us and she is a intuitive angel messenger and medium author of the books angels simplified last soul standing surviving my last surviving relative and angels angels everywhere which seems kind of more of a is this a kid's book or is this take a look inside of it kevin duh I, i'm just looking at the i'm just looking at, well i haven't the opened cover. it yet yes this is the cover on bait yes so do you like ever just like run into somebody and you see things around them or does that ever happen to you all the time all the time. Um, it's really, really important that we all learn, and especially for this year, to protect ourselves. There's a lot coming at us. The actual energy of the universe has slowed down compared to the past years. The people are checking out left and right. Have you guys Notice found- that, yeah, all the, the celebrities and stuff. Celebrities, yeah. have you had any friends or relatives or know somebody that's had people pass or watch a Facebook post? People are checking out like crazy right now. And what's happening is the energy of the universe has been so fast and furious in the past years. I feel like it started about 2009 and really built up speed until last year. And now it's kind of slowed down. And what that's doing for us, <clears throat> excuse me, is giving people a chance like us who are light workers, who believe in other things that we cannot see, hear, feel, or touch but it's from the white side, okay? And it's giving us a chance to combine 
and mix and mingle and get to know one another and become friends so that we can toss all that garbage that no longer serves our higher self. Well, yeah, I had a friend that passed this year suddenly and I feel like what you just said like makes a lot of sense. Yep. Because it just... I actually, to be honest with you, and I never claim to be 100% right at any time. During my readings, I mean, Kevin, Heidi, are you guys 100% right every single day of your life and what you do with work? No. <laughs> no, but sometimes I try to pretend I am. <laughs> I think we all do. We fake it till we make it, right? right. Absolutely. But if you <laughs> Subscribe if, to that. If your people, the listening audience here, if you ever decide to see a psychic or a medium and are intuitive, and they tell you, oh, sure, I can connect with you your deceased father or oh sure I can tell you what's going to happen to you in the future run <laughs> really? I'm serious yeah that's a red flag <laughs> exactly yeah. even the big guys I have studied with a lot of the big guys Sylvia Brown Doreen Virtue James Van Prague Tony Stockwell I can go on and on with some of the big guys that I've studied with I shouldn't say big guys the popular ones and I've studied with all of them at one time or other and they will even tell you that they are not ever 100% accurate. And there's just things that happen that we can't be accurate. So if somebody's telling you that, oh, yeah, 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 I can do this, that should be your first flag to run. Right. Well, Heidi, you didn't get your number read yet. <laughs> you want to throw it out to her? It's uh, November 25th is my birthday. 11-25. So anybody wants to send me presents that day, <laughs> I'll totally accept them. Just saying. Okay, so you got 11. That's one and one is two, and you said the 25th right. is seven. So seven and nine is how much? Uh, 16. 16. 16. Okay. And then one and six is a seven. So this is a year of spirituality. No wonder that you two of you get along so well. <laughs> Because this is a year for your intuition, Kevin. This is a year of your spirituality. Nice. So the best colors for you to implement this year, Heidi, is anything purple, indigo, purple, that type of thing. It, this is a year for you to meditate, to you get into yourself and figure out what makes you work, what's good for you, what's not good for you. I see that you have a lot of blockages here. Do you have uh, a lot of pain in your right side of your neck? I do. Okay. I know you told me earlier that you had been in a wreck. I've actually been in 13 car wrecks. I've had 13 whiplashes oh and goodness. three broken backs. You made a comment to me earlier before we went on the air that you don't ever recover from that. I have no pain. That's okay? awesome. And I just taught a class today. I call it my angel medicine class, how to use the angels, how to use the universe to help you heal in any part of your life. I'm a firm believer if you have any kind of ache, pain, or dis-ease, it comes from something mental that's blocking you. Hmm. And it's up to us to release that, to let it go. I call it cords, which is blockages. And I feel like you have a big blockage here on your right side and that you have a lot of pain here in your neck and shoulder area. I do. And that it's like almost like a big knot there all the time. Yep. Um, are you in a relationship? I am. Okay. How is that going for you? Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, is is there any fighting between the two of you? Or mm. have you guys just had something? Um, it you know, on occasion it's, we have a we have a business together and a baby and okay. you know, it gets stressful sometimes. Then We're learning to deal with it. That's what is all going on there. 
Okay, hmm. you, it's one thing to be married, and for you married people out there, you know, that's hard <laughs> enough in itself. But to be in business with somebody and mm-hmm. then a brand new baby, it's like you got all this stuff coming at yeah. you. And women tend to hold all their stuff, all their junk, and their neck and shoulders, and that's what's happening to you till you get it figured out. Men hold it in their lower backs. Interesting. Does that make sense for yeah. you? But there is hope. <laughs> get rid of the stabbing pain in my back. Right. <laughs> do you do any form of meditation at all, Heidi? Um, you know, I used to meditate a lot, um, and I haven't as much as I used to. Cause you need to get back into it. This is definitely your year to get back into it, okay? okay? And plus this being a nine-year, a year of completion, figure out what's no longer serving your higher purpose, okay? Totally. I also feel like uh, you need peace time. You don't get enough peace time. It's like you give it yourself all the time. You're constantly giving, giving, getting, and depleting your energy. And something that could really help you with that, are you into essential oils at all? I am. Okay, do you have... uh, (laughs) My friends are laughing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have lavender oil? I do. Okay, have you been using that? Um, I do, I use it often. They're telling me that would definitely help you. Do you have any uh, crystals at home? I do. Okay, do you have amethyst crystals? (laughs) I do. Okay, Uh, are they in use or are they just there? Um, Right now I would have to say that they are just there. (laughs) Bring them out, girlfriend. (laughs) It's time for you to be bringing them out, bringing this energy on. And another thing that can help you a lot too, and I know you don't take enough time for yourself, and I'm on a mission this year to help people do that, to get back into their heart space and love their self above all others and know that's not selfish. And I know you got a lot of issues going on, but give yourself, do yourself a favor, give yourself maybe 20 minutes, at least once a week, a half hour, <laughs> and take a salt bath, an right. Epsom salt bath, and get rid of that detox. That's gonna help your neck and shoulders from your accidents anyway. Do you have problems with your lower back too? I do, that was where I actually broke my back in the car okay. accident. Yeah, it's gonna help with that immensely. Because nice. they're telling me you got to get rid of that now. It's like it's time for you to cleanse and clear that. So if you can go sit in a, it would be great to sit in a tub for like an hour, but even right. just a half hour, <laughs> um, that would be good for you. And that's going to help relieve that. And your So no more working seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> right. You wish. <laughs> Why would you do that yeah. to yourself? <laughs> I work seven days a week. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. The joys of being self-employed. I know, right? I'm self-employed, and I make sure I take every football Sunday off. <laughs> I try to, anyway. So who's going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, come on. That's I know, easy. Just, oh, is it? Oh, who, who do you got on this game? Oh, come on. New Carolina? Absolutely. Of course. I think so, too. Uh, we're going to come back. We'll wrap it up with Marilyn Posick. She's been hanging out with us and opening up our eyes and minds for sure. Yeah. Intuitive Angel Messenger and Medium. Where can they find you online? Um, <clears throat> my website's www.marilynposick. That's spelled P-O-S-C-I-C.com. Everything I do is in my website. Um, I'm also on all social media. My Facebook page for my angel page is, of course, www.facebook.com forward slash angel messenger Marilyn Posick. Nice. We've got a nice few more minutes left with Marilyn Posick. She is an angel messenger, an intuitive angel messenger and medium, and uh, she writes books as well. We're going to talk about one of them right now. One of them is called Last Soul Standing, Surviving My Last Surviving Relative. Her other one is Angels Simplified, and the one we want to talk about here is Angels, Angels Everywhere, which is a, uh, a children's book. That's correct. And why for children? Because the guys told me. 
that I needed to write a book for children. (laughs) (laughs) What's amazing about children, this book is written for children, the younger children, like about two to nine years old. Uh, If you don't believe in what I like to call the woo-woo world, the things that we can't see, (laughs) hear, feel, touch, watch a baby. If you've ever been around a baby, Heidi, how old is your baby? 19 months. (laughs) Have you ever seen the baby smile, start laughing, giggling, reaching up to the sky for no apparent reason? What are they seeing that you can't? Um, Well, I believe she is seeing invisible friends exactly (laughs) but they're not invisible to her because she doesn't understand no that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. if you ever been around dogs and i know kevin you got a cat yeah they'll start staring at things barking Mm -hmm. hissing hairs on the back of their neck come up their tails start wagging get really excited but there's nothing there right what are they seeing that we can't so these are some proofs like my males especially my um, street males, they want it in black and white. So here's some things in black and white. My architects, my accountants, people that work for the government that is so used to everything has to fit, you know, engineers, everything has to fit. Well, here's some things in black and white that this woo-woo world really exists. Children are naturally born instinctive, intuitive, so to speak. So, and there are so many gifted children here, and I believe your daughter is. I believe it, it too. Yeah. Does her eyes really light up from time to time? I mean, they just like really, really Mm -hmm. sparkle, almost like they got stars in them. And she loves grabbing up at the sky, does she not? And playing with her Mm -hmm. imaginary friends. Well, that's why I uh, wrote this book, is to help children. And I didn't name any names, didn't give every any angel an assignment, like their job, any colors. I want the kids to be able to use their own imagination, their own intuition of what they're seeing, hearing, feeling. This book is a storybook. It's also an activity book. There's coloring pages in there, connect the dots, a little puzzle and everything. But the main thing is, is that there's blank pages where the kids can draw, they can write, they can tell their caregiver what it is that they're seeing, having them write it down. But this enables their caregiver, whether it's a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a friend, a teacher, that can sit down with the child and allow them to express it in a no fear, no judgment zone. And that helps their caregiver be able to understand a little bit more about what they're seeing. It's awesome. What about indigo children? Does that have anything to do with this? Absolutely, it does. Mm -hmm. The indigo children, though, are older now. They're probably like more in their 20s, 30s. Some came here really early, so they might be early 40s. Right now, we're dealing more with uh, crystal children, uh, rainbow children. They're a little bit uh, older. They're telling me right now for you, Heidi, that your daughter is definitely a crystal child. So if you have any crystals in the house, like especially the kind that you can hang, that can, um, they're telling me to tell you, Heidi, um, like a clear crystal that you can hang in the window to allow the sun to beat on it so it gets the prism effects with all the rainbows would be very beneficial for cool. her. I'll do it. I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Tucson Rock fun. and Gem show going on right now. <laughs> you do have a show February 3rd. Actually, I do. Um, the angels have been telling me, that they always give me messages towards the end of the year, the beginning of the next, to help people with how to, like, the number nine, cleansing, clearing. 
And this year is all about getting into your own heart space and making that number one. And so many people, especially women and especially my mothers, have a hard time putting their self ahead of anybody else. But if we don't put ourselves on a pedestal, who's going to? So February 3rd, the guys told me that I need to have a healing with angels and oils. I've just recently got involved with essential oils. I love, 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 love them. Frankincense, I found out after I bought it, helps with your intuition. Yeah. So now I put it on my third eye before a reading. And I do monthly meditations around the valley. And a couple of weeks ago, my Gilbert meditation people, which has been going on for about two years now, they're going, no more frankincense for you. <laughs> you getting too real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like the things I'm seeing. Really? So I'm going to uh, have a small gathering in Central Phoenix, uh, helping people with the messages for this year, helping them heal with the angels, and then uh, demonstration about the essential oils. I also want to make a little side note here, too. February 3rd was my brother's birthday. My brother passed uh, 20 years ago. Wow. Wow. 1995. Was that 20 years ago? 30 years. 12 be 21 years. 95? Yeah. Yeah, 15. Yeah. 21 years. Well, August, so a little over 20 years. Wow. And that's his birthday, so... Imagine nice. what's going to come Right. <laughs> should be interesting. Um, yeah, it should be interesting. Definitely the other want thing I want to share, too, Kevin, for a minute, I do send out a monthly newsletter. There's no charge, no fee for that. I channel a message from the angels. I put my upcoming events in there. I have a naturopathic doctor that contributes, a lady that does feng shui. It's full of all kinds of goodies. If anybody would like that, just please send me an email, Marilyn. Spell it just like Monroe, Marilyn <laughs> at Marilyn Posick, P-O-S-C-I-C dot com. And send me an email telling me to add you to the list. Uh, the newsletter comes out towards the end of the month, and it will be coming out tomorrow. So if anybody wants that for tomorrow, make sure I have your email address. Nice. Excellent. Um, wow. Again, we, we will definitely have you back. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed this hour. It's been a great... I didn't scare either one of you? Um, no. no I, you've, you've, uh, you've helped me, I think, be a little more clear with what I need to do. I think, uh, yeah, I just you've kind of pointed out a few things that I've... Uh, I need to fix, yeah, for sure. This has been great. <laughs> I'm still a little speechless, <laughs> but it's been it's been I great. I guess I didn't do my job. If I no, didn't scare you or make you yeah. cry yet. Uh, well, we're pretty open-minded. Right. So. Very open-minded, yeah. and I really appreciate this and appreciate your time coming in and joining with us today.